0: Welcome to U.S. Rail Journeys, Series 2. In this series, I travel from L.A. to Chicago on the Southwest Chief, then from Chicago to New Orleans on both Amtrak's City of New Orleans train and a rail replacement bus. I then travel back from New Orleans to Los Angeles on the Sunset Limited. I also get to travel on the San Joaquin's, the Coast Starlight, and the Pacific Surfliner. In all, over 6,300 miles in 14 days. Episode 23 The Coast Starlight completes its journey over the Cuesta grade and then follows the Pacific coastline towards Santa Barbara. And into the third tunnel as we go down. And then out into the sunshine again. Absolutely stunning valley. But you can feel that we're going downhill quite steeply across the valley on the other side is the road. And then we got tunnel number four. And back out into the sunshine again.
1: Out of the next tunnel, you can see remnants of the original highway.
0: You can see along the train, and it is going down at quite an angle. And you can hear and the squeaking beneath us how tight the curve is. a bit of creaking and groaning and then into the next tunnel after an amazing series of curves and it is true you can see both the front and the back of the train out of that tunnel and downwards again the train dropping a foot on average every 200 feet And so we've been around the Horseshoe Curve. We've come down the mountain and we're coming towards San Luis Obispo. The challenges that people had in building this railway. We've also passed one of the state penitentiaries. Not a place I think I would like to end up. So now we're down and shortly we'll be on the coast. I have to say that descent with those incredible tight curves was amazing. We've arrived at San Luis Obispo, roughly 50 minutes behind schedule, so we've caught up about 45 minutes since Paso Roble. It appears that quite a few of the passengers are getting off here. And the northbound Coast Starlight is on the other platform, just moving off. It's about 20 minutes late and it's got that long climb ahead of it. As we pull slowly out of San Luis Obispo, the guard has just told us they're hoping to make up most of the time that we are behind schedule at the current time. So they're hoping for an arrival into Los Angeles, roughly on time. Just past some new housing by the railway tracks, a father stood by the wall with his child in his arms, looking out and waving at the train. I mentioned earlier that we saw the California Men's Colony, one of the state penitentiaries. Its most famous escapee was Dr Timothy Leary. He was a psychologist and a disciple of the Mind Expanding Drugs LSD, and in 1966 suggested that we turn on, tune in and drop out. Having seen the effects of such drugs when I was at university, I have to disagree with his belief. San Luis Obispo was originally founded as a mission in 1772. The Spanish missionaries had a number of fires in the thatch roofs of their missions. They developed the technique of manufacturing the distinctive red tiles that define mission architecture. The town was the last in the United States to have a gas street lamplighter on its payroll, and it was the first city in the world to ban smoking in all public areas in 1990. Which makes it strange that some of the passengers were on the platform having a smoke break. The word motel was coined there in 1925 when the Motel Inn opened. The station, opened in 1942, saw passenger numbers increase by over 6% to 115,000 in 2013. The agriculture has changed again and to both sides of the railway there are vines planted in their rows just coming into leaf. Our scenery is about to change yet again as we reach Pismo Beach. The beach is famous for its 23 miles of beaches and sand dunes. It is a popular resort town and is recognized as the clam capital of California. We will pass behind the state beach and dunes. We'll get a glimpse of the massive sand dunes through the tall eucalyptus trees. The Pacific Ocean is in full view and the train follows the coastline for the next 104 miles all the way to Ventura. The train is speeding up now. The track is flat, but it's almost as if it doesn't want us to see the beach, as if it fears that should we see the beach, we'll want to get out and paddle. Around more tight curves, as we cling to the edge of the hills, hills on one side, a flat plateau out to the sea on the other side. I can't see the sea at this moment, but I can see the back of some of the dunes. I can see water in the fields, more and more dunes appearing. And now the train is coming to a halt. The back of a cutting is the view from my window. The sea is getting ever closer, but we've stopped. We're passing another area of agriculture now. Two road tankers out spraying the mud roads, probably to keep the dust down. We're going over a trestle, over an area that looks as though it floods. The riverbed may be dried up at the moment, but I would imagine at certain seasons of the year, the water comes down in a torrent Now we're going along the side of a road, past houses, past flats. Not a particularly pretty town, but home to a few thousand people I would imagine. On the other side we've got a marshalling yard, some trucks in there, well emblazoned with graffiti. I'm with Elizabeth, who's travelling on the Coast Starlight today. Where are you travelling to, Elizabeth? L.A. Where have you come from?
1: Alaska, Anchorage, Alaska.
0: That is a long, long journey.
1: It's been a terribly long journey.
0: When did you set off?
1: I left on the 4th. The 4th of April. (laughs) That's how long of a journey it's been. And
0: have you had any sleep in that time?
1: (laughs) Bits and pieces, here and there.
0: Why are you going to LA?
1: I have an autoimmune disease called lupus. And in Alaska, there are three rheumatologists, which are the doctors that specialize in lupus. And they don't have enough time or patience or energy to treat us all so I'm not getting the proper treatment. So I uh, have to go to a blue state because I'm on disability, and California is a blue state. So uh, I looked it up. I have a lot of friends in the area. There's a lot of rheumatologists.
0: It should be a bit warmer as well. Yes,
1: yes. (laughs) I'm tired of the cold, 22 years. In Alaska, in the cold, and I'm done with it.
0: So your fuel bills should be much lower as well.
1: (laughs) Yes, thank goodness. Yeah.
0: Where did you get on this train?
1: I got on this train in Portland about a day ago.
0: Did you enjoy the scenery coming down through the Cascades and now onwards?
1: I did. That was the whole point of it. My son, my oldest son, he's 26, has been living in Portland, or outside of Portland, and he's coming with me to be my caretaker, so um, he met up with me, and he's never done anything like this before. We just thought it would be a nice adventure instead of just taking a car and stressing about, you know, who's driving and reading a map and, or just hopping a plane.
0: Well, this way you certainly see America at ground level.
1: Right, yeah, and it's beautiful. It's, it's been beautiful. Well, I'm, I'm the kind of person that says, look, a cow, <laughs> or there's a duck butt. Or
0: <laughs> well, thank you very much, and I do hope the treatment goes
1: well. Thank you.
0: And now we get our first sight of the coast. Our first sight of the sea. Beautiful flowers in the dunes that we're passing through. It's quite spectacular. And the sun over the Pacific Ocean. The time is 5.15pm. Somewhat behind schedule. But it's been worth the wait. The dunes are so smoothed, even where there are corners. The grass is blowing in the breeze. The train is now slowing. It can't be that they're going to let us get out and paddle. The plants on the railway embankment are blowing in the breeze. As we follow the ocean, we pass right through the U.S. Air Force Western launch and test range for military missiles and satellites at Vandenberg Air Force Base.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to make a first call for 5.30 dinner reservations. We're holding on to 5.30 dinner reservations. Please join us in the dining car at this time. 5.30, first call. Come on down. Anybody just boarded, you were considering you reconsidered, you've been enticed. Whatever the case, you didn't get a reservation, this is a good time for you to come as we do have space available at this time. If you want to join us, just come on and see us in a dining car, we're more than happy to serve you. The first call 5:30s, 5.30, is there any, any mind changers out there? Come on down.
0: From just north of Point Conception, we cross on a high trestle over Jalum Beach Park at the southern boundary of Vandenberg Air Base. The lighthouse was built in 1855 and is still in use. The beaches below are popular with surfers, bathers and campers. The scenery here is absolutely stunning. In places we really are so close to the ocean, it is unbelievable. One could almost say, for those of you who know the Great Western Line at Dawlish, this is Dawlish on steroids. As the train passes along the coast, weaving a path, no doubt of least resistance for building the railway, we pass over many gullies leading down towards the ocean. Occasionally there's a dirt track, even we've passed one small holiday camp. At times the railway is very close to the sea, clinging to the cliff edge as first it climbs and then slowly descends as the gradient changes all the way. There are flowers up here, in full bloom. Flowers that I wouldn't expect to see until June at home. Oh, this is just absolutely out of this world. The train has stopped. Not quite sure why. Must be a signal check. We're now moving slowly forwards again. At times the train is almost on the beach, probably 10-15 feet above it, that's all right up close to the sea. We pass the occasional tourist spot or maybe bather's hut, but there's virtually no sign of humanity along this coast. The occasional small single track road and the train making its way onwards. At times we're only six or eight feet from the edge. At other times we swing inland a little bit. So maybe 30-40 yards. Our progress is now quite rapid. But always the sea relentless. I wonder how much damage it does in the storms and how much protection there is the base of the cliffs not much from what i can see so i wonder how often this line is cut or they have to do serious remedial work to keep it running On our right we have the ocean, on our left a dual carriageway highway, occasionally a few parking spaces, access to the beach, a few people on the beach in the early evening. Some looking as though they've even been in the water, which I imagine is probably quite cold at this time of year.
1: All right, ladies and gentlemen, calling in 6.30 dinner reservations. If you're holding on to that 6.30 dinner reservation, please join us in the dining car at this time please bring your reservation to live. Once you make it through those dining car doors, please wait to be seated. First call, 6.30, come on down.
0: The sun is now starting to sink in the sky. The shadows are lengthening, the colors going deeper. There are people walking along the trail here. A man stood high above the beach on a rock, fishing. Others on cycles. Somebody down there on the beach watching the sea.
1: Santa Barbara will be a brief stop. Please do not step off the train unless this is your final destination. Santa Barbara coming up, ladies and
0: gentlemen, Santa Barbara. We've swung in from the coast now, and we're coming into Santa Barbara. We've been through the not-so-good part of town. We've been past a beautifully kept park, now passing people's homes. Somebody actually stood at their back door, waving to the train. A large number of small industrial buildings, and then some much larger ones. Looks like it's a cement works next to some quite pleasant housing, and then a pile of fly tipped rubbish. This podcast has been produced by the Mr T Podcast Studio. I thank the passengers and crew of Amtrak's southbound Coast Starlight on the 8th of April 2019 for making this podcast possible. Thank you for listening. Please join me again in two weeks.